While you might think your clients see one-on-one working with a consultant coach or expert as the best way to guarantee getting results, the truth is many people actually prefer a group program. The big question that comes up for many of you looking to attract more clients into your business is this, is creating a group program worth it? I'm going to answer those questions from the perspective of why people love group programs and how you can get this working for you. Come listen in. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello to you all. Hope you're having a wonderful day and welcome back. What are you up to while listening to this? Walking, driving, at your computer, doing the washing up? I'd love to know how, where and when you listen to podcasts. Anyways, did you like last week's episode? I've had lots of great feedback. It was all about your content planning strategies and copywriting that connects and converts with your ideal audience. And it was with my lovely guest, Laura McDowell. She's so switched on and really walks the talk. So I hope you had a chance to listen to that and to download her free content planner as well. And as always, for all the resources and links that we mention in the show, go to the show notes page for the episode that you can find in the list from jallison.com forward slash podcast. Now, if you take the leveraged content strategy to heart, soon you'll be doing a great job on attracting people to your business because your content and your messaging is about positioning you. But it also has to be about generating leads for your business, people you can talk to about your consulting, coaching or other expert services. And the big question that comes up for my clients who are looking to attract more clients into their business is this, is creating a group program worth it? So I'd like to start with reframing the is it worth it question, because what people are really asking is, is it the right strategy for me? Is this something I actually can do? Is it a load of work to put this together? And isn't it just something else to market? So what will actually change if I want to attract more clients, whether I'm marketing a consulting service or a coaching service or a group program, I still have to market, right? So in this episode, I'm going to answer those questions about strategy and why offering a group program might be worth it for you. Quite often when we're looking at ways to create leverage in a business, it's easy to jump to a group program as an alternative to -to one-to-one work with clients. And let's be clear, there's a big upfront investment to design a great group program that blends content, activities, resources and feedback as well as possibly building a community for your participants. The leverage comes later, but to put everything into play can be a lot of hard work. So let's look at why you might want to do this. First, we'll look at it from the perspective of your target market and talk about why people love group programs. And then we'll dive into what you need to get in place and work on to get the marketing piece working. 
And then next week, actually, I'll give you the heads up, the one after as well. I'm doing a two-part episode on how to create a group program and sell it fast. But we'll go into a lot more of the practicalities. Sound good? I hope so. Now, let's get started here with the benefits of group programs to attract more clients. While you might think your clients see one-on-one working with a consultant, coach or expert as the best way to guarantee getting results, the truth is many people actually prefer a group program. If you want to attract more clients, it can be really important to offer a group version of how you work with clients individually. With one-on-one consulting or coaching, whether it's an individual or a whole team, your client just gets you. In other words, the work is all done in a bit of a vacuum. A group program, on the other hand, has much more capacity to incorporate both a wider brainstorming element and a social dynamic. And what's super interesting is when you realize your clients actually prefer that. If you find that that's the case, you can attract more clients to work with you because a group program offers that sense of community that's not found when it's just you and your client on the phone, on Zoom, or if we ever get back to it, across the table. With a group program, there's usually some kind of discussion forum, often a Facebook group or a community space where people can support one another, gain insight into the challenges they're working on and get advice in real time from peers who have insights, expertise and experiences to offer. It can be that they just need to vent a little bit, you know, to have a shoulder to cry on about a launch flop or maybe have a few cheerleaders as you prepare to step outside your comfort zone for your first keynote address or a new initiative. A group program offers all of that. And best of all, with a community of like minded members, the help and support is actually incredibly helpful and valuable. And it extends what they're getting from you because you provided that space, you provided that extra layer of support and it provides a very different service. And here's another win for group programs, the price. While it might be nice to work with that high profile consulting firm one-to-one or that in-demand coach on a VIP day, the fact is many people won't be able to afford that kind of investment. And a group program gives them many of the same benefits at a fraction of the cost. And that means a lot more people are going to be attracted to it and be able to say yes to working with you. It's a win-win. Lastly, you can design a group program based on your expert system, the process you go through when you're working with your one-on-one clients. Because your expert way of looking at things and helping people is usually something that comes naturally to you and other people find difficult. So you can help them get clarity help them decide what they need to do and break down the process into manageable, achievable steps. That way you can usually guarantee a successful outcome for your participant, especially if you've been doing this kind of work or delivering results for a while. Established group programs such as Marie Forleo's incredibly successful B-School, which helps businesses new to online marketing, has long been proven to change the lives of those who take the course. Likewise, for Rebecca Tracy, my fabulous guest back in February, her Uncaged Your Business Group program makes such a huge difference for getting entrepreneurs who are stuck at the first hurdle of crafting their offer so they can overcome that initial inertia when starting a business. And Becca has since gone on to offer a self-study version that even more leveraged, that's even more leveraged for those who are happy to work through the tasks on their own and don't need as much hand-holding and feedback. 
but there's still a community on Facebook where participants can get support and feel part of something bigger than just working on their own or with their coach. And a few other famous group programs spring to mind, Stu McLaren's Tribe and Business by Design with James Wedmore. I'm a big fan of both Stu and James, yet I get the impression these programs have got so big now. They only run once a year and the community discussion can feel overwhelming, so it's hindering rather than helping. Naturally, participants must actually do the work, but the fact is group programs as a business model is solid to attract more clients. Are you thinking of creating a group coaching program or any kind of group training? Keep these points in mind. You might just find out your potential clients have been waiting for you to take this step for a long time. And I want to talk a little bit about that in terms of what your potential clients wish you knew. Your market is out there and they are looking for you. And it doesn't matter if you're a health coach for seniors, a dating coach for middle-aged women, or a business coach for entrepreneurs. You have a potentially large audience and they're eagerly anticipating the help that only you can provide. But you're missing the mark in some important areas and it's causing them to turn away in favor, perhaps, of another coach. So the things that you can do is, one, make it easy for them. When you're selling your products and services online, the one rule you must abide by is to make it easy for your customers to buy from you. It sounds simple, right? Yet you might be shocked how often coaches and consultants break this rule. They don't have buy now buttons, obviously. Quite often we work through a enrollment call and we've talked a bit about that on, on, in other episodes. But they don't even make their contact information easy to find. They don't provide clear calls to action on their website. And they don't create easy website navigation so readers can quickly find what they need. And they don't offer the next logical product via a well-planned funnel. The list actually goes on. But the bottom line is this. Make it easy for your customers to buy from you. And not only will you make more money, but your clients will be singing your praises. Second, you have to court the newbies. Um, And this is an interesting one because quite often I work with very established uh, businesses. They're not new to their business and they're not new to business in general, but they are sometimes new to marketing. So even if your ideal market is established and they are, you know, doing quite well, they know quite a bit, don't forget that there are people who still need to learn what the problem is actually all about so that they become problem aware And then part of what you're doing is also helping them to become solution aware. And that's the point where they're ready to hear about your offer. So while they might not be ready for you yet, if you get your content marketing right, then they will be in the future and they'll remember you if you treat them well, even before they become a client with you. So some ideas for helping the newbies out might be low-cost self-study products, ebooks or guides, email courses, membership sites and forums, Facebook groups. And I see people doing all of these things, but really just sort of pick one that gives people a stepping stone between first meeting you and your high-end consulting service. And the third thing you can do is to get personal. Every niche is crowded and the only thing that sets you apart from every other coach or consultant out there is your personality. So don't be afraid to let it shine. That's how your potential customers will get to know, like and trust you. And I've certainly been able to do that through this podcast as opposed to people reading about me. So vary your content a little bit so that people can really get a sense of 
what you're like, you know, what it would be like to work with you. So share personal updates from time to time on social media and potential clients can see the real you. I'm not saying share anything deeply personal. And um, I remember Anna in our interview saying something about uh, you share from the scar, not from the wound. Okay, so, you know, if you're going through something really dramatic, you're not going to share that. But but um, people really do want to sort of get a sense of who you are as a person. So by all means, post photos of your life outside of business on Instagram and, and Facebook. Take a stand for what you believe in, even if it's controversial and unpopular. Be yourself because you will attract like-minded people, people that resonate with your values and, and with the, the lifestyle that you that you live. Will you maybe turn some potential clients off with your personality and with your sharing? It's very possible. But ask yourself this. Do you really want these people as your customer? Do you really want people who are put off by you being you? Okay, let's move on to three ways that you can drive sales of your group program. Because this is always the sticking point. I'm going to put all this work into building this thing and uh, creating it, designing it and you know, getting really excited about the the way that people are going to work and participate in my group program and how they're going to gel in the community. And, you know, you can almost like visualize how amazing it's going to be and what a fantastic experience it's going to be compared to, say, just working in a one-to-one consulting or coaching um, manner. So let's say you're a consultant, you're a coach, you're an expert practitioner. So we're used to being very professional, aren't we? And, and, not really sharing our personal stuff, not really getting excited and enthusiastic, you know, very down to business. But you've got a private practice, you've got enough clients to keep you busy and you've got a nice income, right? So you've probably got a decent looking website. Maybe you can style it a little bit more appealingly to attract someone that would want to work with you in a group context. Maybe you need to tweak your sales copy so that it feels a little bit more fun and friendly because it's a different kind of relationship working with someone in a group program than one-to-one. And if you've decided that you want to create a group program, you, you then automatically create a variety of ways that people can work with you. And that's very appealing and people like to have a choice, especially where price is involved. So say here you are with your group program and all you need now is a steady flow of potential clients to work with you. And that's marketing. And that's where you're struggling. And maybe we've sweetened the deal for people who find you, visit your website, read your sales copy because it's more affordable to join your group program than to work with you one-to-one. So offering a group program is a great way to help them say yes to working with you for all the reasons we talked about here. But marketing it, that's still a bottleneck perhaps. The truth is, whether it's one-to-one or group-based, marketing is the one thing that holds consulting and coaching business owners back from success. And maybe you don't know where to begin, or perhaps you're afraid of putting yourself out there, or maybe consistency is your biggest problem. Whatever the case, if you want to grow your business, you must master marketing. And I often talk about content strategies as a way to engage and educate your ideal clients so they're magnetically drawn to you. But how do we do that? Well, you can dig in a little deeper into those areas because there's a lot more on that in the chapters three and four of my book, Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age. 
And that's available on Amazon in print, Kindle or audio if you prefer to listen rather than read. And I'm assuming you might do since you're listening to my podcast. But the thing is, really, you want to market in a way that makes you the hunted, not the hunter. And to do that, you need to be distinctly valuable and slightly famous. So I'm going to start by giving you three proven strategies for leveraging you and your expertise and getting people interested in working with you and offering your group program. When you nail these steps, you'll be well on your way to a great group program that attracts more clients to you as the authority. So here we go. Step one, claim your expert status. Your expert positioning is the single most important part of any marketing plan and most people underestimate the power of bigging yourself up. And that's brand clarity. And it's really one of the most difficult elements to pin down. Your brand is more than just a logo and the colors on your site. So I'm not talking about that. And I'm not talking about your font choices or even your ideal customer avatar. Um, And to some extent, I'm not even talking about your message pillars or your voice. You know, we talk a lot about those things in marketing. And even though those things are super important, it's not really about that. It is all of those things taken together that creates the appeal, credibility and authority that your target audience needs to see and hear and feel. So whatever medium you feel you can best shine in, that's the one really to stand in and claim your space. And listen, I'm going to give you another heads up, and that's the episode at the end of this month, episode 32, that's going to come out on Friday the 28th of May, because there I have a stand with your mouth open, shockingly great interview with brand strategy expert Danny Matthews, who's going to talk in more depth about these matters and why they're critical to anything you try to get people's attention on in today's competitive digital marketplace. So watch out for that one. It's really going to be amazing. Branding encompasses everything from who you are to who your ideal client is. A solid brand is going to instantly identify you no matter where you are or what you're offering. The way you write and speak and the language you use will resonate only with your ideal client. Your personal style is going to shine through and make it impossible for anyone to mistake your content, graphics, ads, and other materials for anyone else's. And I must say, I'm still on a learning curve with all of this. There's still a lot of my stuff that's out there that's quite fragmented, and you know, I'm still working on that. But I certainly found from doing this podcast that you know, I really found my voice in terms of what I stand for and what leveraging is all about and why, why it's important, as I, I shared not so long ago when I sort of did a taking stock episode. So the second step, because of all that expertise, because of all that credibility and authority that you have from your career, step two is about hosting a free webinar. A webinar is an amazing way to get people to really know you like you trust you very, very quickly. So before a potential client becomes a paying customer, they've got to know, like and trust you. It's a really important thing in marketing. There's a lot of ways to get there and solid branding certainly helps. But one of the fastest is by creating and hosting a webinar where people can really see you. They can go through your content, your process of thinking in a very structured way. These training focused events help you show off your skills and your knowledge and 
the, the results that you've had with clients, for example, if you include case studies and testimonials, and you combine that with real actionable content that people come out at the end of the webinar um, really feeling that they've got value, really feeling that you know they can go away and do something tangible, something really that gets them a little bit of a step further forward than they were. In the space of like 45 to 60 minutes, uh, typical of a webinar, your attendees are going to really get what you're about. They're going to really understand that you know what you're talking about and they're going to want to learn more from you. They're going to start to really trust that you're the person that can help them. Not only that, but live webinars give you the opportunity to show off your personality too and to answer Q&As and have that dialogue with people. And of course, a webinar is very similar to the kind of thing that you're likely to do within your group program. So it gives people a really good taste of what it's like to work with you and to go on your training sessions and to interact with you in those training sessions because you run it pretty much like you might run some of your group program sessions. Okay, so we're, we're still stuck with the problem of like, yes, but if I do all that, how do I get people to sign up for my webinar? Just like, how do I get people to sign up for my program or my consulting services? Okay, so step three, let's go for it. This is how you're going to drive registrations, and that's with paid traffic. Now, this is only because we want to move fast, right? There's nothing wrong with using content to drive traffic, you know, if you get your search engine optimization right in terms of keywords, that's certainly a strategy that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, but it's a lot slower. So this is really if you want to really build something up quite quickly because you need to entice people to register for your event. So there's a marketing element to, to it as well. But the people that actually land on your page about your event, they need to come from somewhere. And the way that you can speed that up is by paid ads. So through your website and your newsletter, of course, that can happen too. But those people are already knowing you. So this is really more about if you're going from a cold start, if you're looking to grow your reach, if you're looking to break into new markets, new countries, even if you've got an international strategy, then it's time to really use paid advertising. Now, Facebook is one of the easiest and most cost-effective advertising networks out there. Um, a lot of my clients are using LinkedIn um, paid ads in LinkedIn that seem to work better. And some people are finding some joy with Google ads still, but it's, um, it's a little bit of a minefield if you ask me. So I think you need some real expertise there. Are you going to lo lose your shirt, as they say? So not only does Facebook, for example, or LinkedIn have an incredible reach, um, because, you know, nearly everyone has a Facebook account. Um, people in a professional, um, role usually have a LinkedIn account nowadays. But it's also because of the way that you set up paid ads, it's a really good way to set the demographics. You can really narrowly target your market. So only the people that are right for your offer are going to see your ad. So you won't have people clicking willy nilly who just totally aren't a match for what you do. So it's a great way for, for targeting and to really reach your perfect customer. And it can happen super fast as well. Now, I've used paid ads to drive uh, traffic to book sales, to the podcast in, in the beginning when I was launching. Um, so the other thing you can do with paid ads is you can incorporate what we call a retargeting component. Um, so there's a little bit of uh, code that goes onto your website so that you find that 
it can build up over time. Now, I'm not a specialist in that area at all, um, but ask people, um, look up things to do with retargeting and pixels. Um, if this is a road that you want to go down, that's the first thing to, to be aware of what the opportunities are. So that means that even though you've paid once for your ad, that ad will reappear in places that your ideal customer actually visits. So that's the reason why these little ads pop up and you think, oh, what is that? that's really strange. You think that it's like Big Brother watching you or something. Um, but yeah, that's how that, that all works. And it's pretty sophisticated now. So I'm, I'm not an expert. I don't do a huge amount of paid advertising. Um, but that's certainly one of the things that you can do to drive registrations and be very, very focused. So you don't have to have a marketing degree, right, to attract more clients and grow your consulting practice. It's actually something that you can outsource to an expert. Um, doesn't have to cost you too much. Um, but you do have to certainly take some steps to get in front of your audience, whether you do it slow, whether you want to do it fast. There's still a process that has to happen. So I would say start with the basics and build a workflow from there so that you think about how people are going to find you what they're going to visit next, when the invitation comes to them, either by email or in your funnel for your webinar. So totally up to you how fast you want your business to grow and how much you want to leverage and scale what you do with systems and with paid advertising and with outsourcing. Okay, so that kind of brings us on to the fact that a lot of what I'm talking about is about funnels and touch points and if you like value ladders, you know, like how people get a taste of what you do and then move up the ladder to buying something from you, perhaps something low cost and then maybe something at a higher price point because they're learning to trust you. They're learning that you're somebody that can help them. But suddenly, if the idea of doing a webinar, live or recorded, feels daunting, fills you with dread, or, you know, you just feel it isn't your best platform, then, you know, if you're not ready for a big leap like that, don't despair, because there's a ton of alternative strategies to attract more clients into a group program. So think about how your clients currently find you, how they get to know you, like you and trust you. At what point in that process do they get to hear or see you? And at what point can they have a conversation with you and buy something from you? Have you ever mapped it out? I talked about just that client acquisition mapping process a couple of episodes back. And you will have heard me mention the customer journey and my engage, educate, enroll pathway, what I call client dating, to build a relationship with your perfect people so they stay with you and move towards a deeper connection and more commitment. But how do you build the marketing machinery so people move predictably from one touch point to the next and from one offer to the next, i.e. your value ladder, so that you can accurately forecast your expected revenue from month to month? Not having that kind of process or marketing funnel is why many consultants, coaches and solo practitioners experience radical ups and downs in their client list and their income, with some months high and others well, pretty low or zero. If you're not able to predict your income each and every month, chances are your funnel is out of whack and maybe doesn't even exist. Create alternative touch points and tighten your funnel and your business will grow on autopilot. That's leveraged marketing. So today we've looked here at the benefits to both you and your clients of creating a group program as an additional way people can work with you 
other than your one-to-one services. And next week, I'm going to share with you how you can craft an offer and sell it fast. And I'll be doing it across two episodes, dividing it into two parts. One next week, going through how to create the group program, and then the week after, how to build an effective funnel. So we'll definitely come back to marketing funnels. Great joy. If you know me, you will already know I love mapping out all the steps so you can literally see and visualize the whole end-to-end journey your customers go on as they enter and experience your world. And you can track and analyze where the sticking points are as they travel through your funnel. Plus, with some clever little tools, you can use your map to forecast and play around with your numbers. So until next week, Here's a little activity for you. Imagine a funnel. Think about what it does, how to fill it, how to plug leaks, how to collect what flows through it. Well, dream of funnels, right? (laughs) Well, just a little bit. So it's ciao ciao for now. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.